Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, President of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You. I'm Aaron Free, your host. And today on Israel and You, we're going to talk about why Israel matters to you. And this is a very important question that we all need to answer as, as Christians. Why is Israel important? How should we bless Israel? But first off, let me say that we are in 2021. We're about a week into this year. And uh, 21 is a very special number in the Bible. You can go to Daniel chapter 10 and see this. And, and numbers have meaning in the scriptures, like three is the number of uh, uh, perfection, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He who was, he who is, he who is to come. Seven is the number of completion. Forty is the number of testing. The children of Israel were 40 years in the wilderness. Jesus was tested uh, 40 years in the wilderness, 40 days in the wilderness. Uh, Ten is the number of foundations. So what is, what is 21? Well, it comes from Daniel 10, where Daniel is praying uh, for Israel, and he's praying for 21 days. And an angel comes and taps him on the shoulder and says, as soon as you began to pray, God heard your prayer, and I was sent to give you a word from God, but I battled the prince of Persia for 21 days. And Michael came, one of the chief princes, and he helped me break through that I might win this battle against the prince of Persia and bring this word to you. So some say that the number 21 is the number of breakthrough. So I pray that 21 will be a great year for you, a year of breakthrough. It's interesting because we're, we're dealing right now with, with Israel's relationship with the Middle East and the arch enemy of, of Persia, the Iranians, who are calling for Israel's total annihilation. So it, it's interesting that we're still battling this, this same uh, prince, the prince of Persia, that is calling for Israel's annihilation. And I, I pray this will be a year of breakthrough for Israel, and God will deliver them from this enemy, this terrorist enemy that is doing everything to destroy uh, the nation of Israel. So today we're, we're going to look at why Israel matters to you. And this is a very, very important question. And before we get into that, uh, beginning each show uh, this year, I'm going to give you a little uh, update, a news update of the rise of anti-Semitism in America. And we're looking at an issue right now that we're kind of back in the 1930s, where we saw Nazi Germany, as the Nazis took power, there was this terrible rise of anti-Semitism, especially on college campuses. But just in the last uh, 30 days, these are just some of the events that have taken place in the nation that we hold dear, the United States of America. January 2nd, 2021, Staten Island, New York, New Jersey European Heritage Association, an alt-right group distributed propaganda that read Antifa is a Jewish communist militia. December 28th, 2020, Missoula, Montana, the exterior of a restroom on a trail in the Macleay Flat area was defaced with anti-Semitic and racist graffiti. On um, December 27th, just a few days after Christmas in Ross, California, a man and his wife were harassed by a passerby in the street who sprayed beer at them and yelled anti-Semitic remarks and uh, calling for the destruction and the death 
of Jews. December 26, 2020 in Kirkland, Washington, a menorah on display at Marina Park was found vandalized with the light bulbs torn down and broken glass on the on the cement. Again on December 20th, uh, just a few weeks ago in Brooklyn, New York, four synagogues were vandalized with offensive graffiti in the Midwood neighborhood of Brooklyn. December 21st, 2020 in Charleston, South Carolina, an unknown user posted anti-Semitic comments on a Jewish organization's YouTube video. December 19th, 2020 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a Jewish man and woman were attacked by a passerby on the street who charged at them and shouted, you blank Jews, you're blank Jews, aren't you? I'm going to kill you. December 18th, 2020 in Columbia, South Carolina, synagogue's virtual Shabbat service on Zoom were disrupted by an unknown person who made inappropriate comments uh, to the participants of the synagogue. December 18th, 2020, Oak Park, Illinois, December 14th, and again on December 18th, classes held at Zoom at Oak Park and River Forest High School were disrupted by an unknown person or persons who made anti-Semitic comments. On December 16th, uh, 2020 in Hanover, New Hampshire. The Hanukkah menorah at Dartmouth College was vandalized when seven of the nine lights were shot out with what appears to be a pellet gun. And December 16th, 2020 in Ashland, Oregon, a virtual assembly for students at Ashland High School was disrupted by a participant who drew swastikas and wrote Heil Hitler. And then in Forest Hills, New York, New York on December 16th, 2020, a Queens homeowner fence was vandalized with anti-Semitic graffiti that read, uh, uh, Jews uh, are terrible people and they need to be put to death. So <clears throat> these just go on and on. This is from the Anti-Defamation League. Just in the month of December, there's probably another 30 or 40 anti-Semitic incidences in the United States of America. So Israel team, this is what we do. We, we uh, stand for Israel. We advocate for the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide, trying to turn the tide of this rise of, of anti-Semitism. We produce a new book. It's entitled The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of Anti-Semitism and What Can Be Done to Stop It. And you can go to our website, israelteam.org. And this is a really, really important book. Uh, it'll be released in about two weeks from now. And we're right in the final stages of editing, and uh, it'll be going to print in just a few days. But you can get this book, The Casualty of Contempt. One of the authors is Jay Sekulow from the American Center of Law and Justice. Uh, coach Bruce Pearl from Auburn University, head men's basketball coach. Coach Dale Brown, head men's basketball coach for 25 years. He was Shaquille O'Neal's coach at LSU, and 16 uh, authors in this book, all standing together to fight this scourge of anti-Semitism that's rising in America. And you can go to israelteam.org, and for a donation of $50 or more, we'll send you this book that'll help you understand why it's so important for Christians to oppose the scourge of anti-Semitism, why Israel matters to you, why anti-Semitism should matter to every Christian. You know, in the, the Middle Ages, Jews were hated because of their religion. In the 19th and 20th centuries, <clears throat> Jews were hated because of their race. Uh, Hitler came along and said, the Jews have no right to live because they're not even a part of the human race and we have the right to exterminate them. 
and baptized Christians all through Germany and Europe. They stood with the Nazis and exterminated six million Jews based on their race. Well, what's driving anti-Semitism today? It's human rights. And whenever you hear something about the Jewish people and Israel, uh, that somehow they're defying the human rights of their neighbors, that is the new anti-Semitism. So they say that Jews have no right to live in the land of Israel because they're violating human rights of their neighbors. Uh, the BDS movement, which describes the boycott, divestment, and sanction movement of the state of Israel, uh, that program is spreading like wildfire through uh, many denominations in America that are doing what they can to drive Jews from the land of Israel. 85% of all human rights violations <clears throat> coming from the International Criminal Court in The Hague, which is a uh, organization under the umbrella of the United Nations. Uh, one of the authors of our book, Jay Sekulow, he writes about uh, why Israel is targeted uh, with 85% of all human rights violations. Do you think that Syria would be targeted or China would be targeted? <clears throat> but instead, Israel has majority of human rights violations, according to the International Criminal Court, which is a highly anti-Semitic organization, uh, purpose to drive the Jews out of Israel. So uh, when you hear anything about the Jews have no right to live in Israel because they violate human rights, that is the new anti-Semitism. So we want to set the record straight today. You know, Do the Jews have the right uh, to live in the land of Israel? Uh, is this their land? What does the Bible say about this? How should we respond as Christians? Why should this matter uh, to us? So let me give you some <clears throat> biblical facts about Israel. Fact number one, the land of Israel belongs to God. This is found in Leviticus 25, 23. The land is mine, for you are but aliens and sojourners with me. Fact number two, the land of Israel was given by God to the blood descendants of Abraham. We find this in Genesis 12, 7 and Genesis 17, 7 through 8. To your descendants, I will give this land and I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession <clears throat> and I will be their God. When I look up this word everlasting, you know what it means? It means everlasting. So God gave the land of Israel to the Jewish people, Abraham and his descendants, as an everlasting possession. Fact number three, the land of Israel was given to Isaac and not Ishmael, Genesis 17, 18 through 19. It's not given to Ishmael or any other of Abraham's children, but to Isaac, the son of promise. Oh, that Ishmael will live before you, Abraham said. But God said, no, but Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And yes, God loves Ishmael and his descendants. God loves the Arab people today. Absolutely. But he made a covenant for this land with Isaac as the son of promise. Years later, God appeared to Isaac and he said this, to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and I will establish the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. 
Fact number four, the land of Israel was given to Jacob, not Esau. Genesis 28, 13 through 14. Isaac had two sons, Esau and Jacob. Jacob would be the heir of the inherited land. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. God said to Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then the 12 sons of Jacob became the 12 tribes of Israel. The land promised in a covenant from God to Jacob, Israel, and his descendants Uh, is an everlasting covenant. Fact number five, according to God's decree in the Bible, the land of Israel includes Judea and Samaria, which they call the West Bank today, but it's actually in the Bible called Judea and Samaria. It also includes Gaza, the Golan Heights, and all of Jerusalem. We find this in Genesis 13, 14 through 17. To your descendants, I have given this land from the river Egypt as far as the great river, the Euphrates. I will fix your boundary from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines and from the wilderness to the river Euphrates. So people today saying that that Israel, this land does not belong to them, that God has broken the Abrahamic covenant, that God gave this land in an everlasting promise and covenant to Abraham and his descendants. People that say that have not read the scriptures. Fact number six, God cannot lie and he never breaks a covenant. God personally pledges more than 40 times in the Bible that the land of Israel belongs to the Jewish people. A few examples come from Psalm 105, verse 8 through 11, Jeremiah 31, verse 35 through 37. Everything must be established by the mouth of two or three witnesses, the Bible says. We have over 40 scriptures that declare the land of Israel belongs to Abraham and his blood descendants. Overwhelmingly, God establishes Israel's legal right to the land more than 40 times. Hebrews 6, verse 16 through 18 says, it is impossible for God to lie. And so that is a fact. God cannot lie. And if God says 40 times, where the scripture says by the mouth of two or three witnesses, but but God said it 40 times in the scriptures that this land is given as an everlasting covenant to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and their descendants. Fact number seven, when we are faithless, God remains faithful. Israel's sin and rebellion has not nullified or broken God's land promises. We see this in Leviticus 26, 44 through 45, Deuteronomy 30, verse 1 through 5. Yes, Israel broke God's covenant time and time again. And as a result, they went into captivity time and time again. But we must declare and say that if God could break the Abrahamic covenant, then he could break the new covenant through the blood of Jesus. But God never breaks a covenant. And if God does break a covenant, we would all be in serious, serious trouble today. So we thank God that he never breaks a covenant. The covenant that he made with Israel, that this land would belong to them as an everlasting possession, has never been nullified. And so coming up on the other side, we're going to look at why this matters to you, why Israel matters to you as we begin this new year. So we'll see you on the other side of the break. Hey, this is Aaron Free, and I'm so excited to announce that uh, coming out in the month of January is our new publication, a book entitled The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of Anti-Semitism and What Can Be Done to Stop It. The FBI says that in the last year, 
there's been a 37% rise of anti-Semitic activity in the United States. And so this book, we confront this issue. And as Christians, we cannot remain silent in the face of growing anti-Semitism on college campuses that are secular and on Christian campuses. And so we're seeing that this rise of anti-Semitism is causing so many of our young evangelical students to turn away from Israel. In the Middle Ages, Jews were persecuted because of their religion. In the 19th and 20th centuries, they were reviled because of their race. Today, Jews are attacked and hated because of their nation-state Israel. Denying Jews the right of self-determination in their own land is the new anti-Semitism. For centuries, anti-Semites have justified their hatred of the Jews. In the Middle Ages, it was religion. During the Holocaust, it was science and the study of race. Jews were seen as not even part of the human race, and they were exterminated. Today, it's human rights. And whenever you hear people proclaim that Jews are not supporting human rights, you are hearing the new anti-Semitism. On college campuses, we're hearing the mantra, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That means that they're trying to ethnically cleanse Israel of all Jews. So this month, we have a special offer for $50. If you go to IsraelTeam.org, and for a donation of $50, we'll mail you an autographed copy of this book. Some of the authors are Jay Sekulow from the American Center for Law and Justice, Stuart Roth from the American Center of Law and Justice, Coach Bruce Pearl from Auburn University, Coach Dale Brown from LSU. So go to IsraelTeam.org, join the fight with us, and we will send you this wonderful new book, The Casualty of Contempt. This is Israel in You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel in You. And we're looking at some facts of uh, why God has designated the land of Israel uh, to the Jewish people as an everlasting possession. We've looked at seven facts so far. So let me give you fact number eight of why this land belongs to the Jewish people. What God scatters, he will regather. Ezekiel 36, 24, and 28. Jeremiah 16, 14 through 15. God says, Behold, I will take the sons of Israel from among the nations where they have gone, and I will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. Is this happening today? Yes. Just in the last 50, 60 years, 6 million Jewish people have come from the four corners of the earth as God has blown his wind to gather his children, his chosen people, back to the land of Israel. This is an indisputable biblical fact. Uh, Jesus said there's not going to be one stone left upon another in the temple, that uh, the the Jewish people, the the temple is going to be uh, torn down and they're going to be scattered. And so in 70 AD, this happened. The diaspora, the dispersion of the Jewish people to the Germanic lands, uh, up into Russia, Eastern Europe, Central and South America, North America, Middle East, Morocco, Iran, and Iraq. The dispersion starts and the Jewish people are spread up around the four corners of the earth. So God scattered the Jewish people in judgment, but God is regathering them today, 2,000 years later. This has never happened before in human history where 2,000 years after a people has been taken out of their land that they are returned to their homeland. 1920, 
Israel became a nation again in the San Remo Treaty. It was affirmed in November of 1947, United Nations Resolution 181. A regathered Israel must take place before the coming of the Lord. Jesus said, you will not see me again until I hear you say, uh, Baruch Habab Hashem Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Fact number nine, the land is called Israel, not Palestine. Ezekiel thirty-seven twelve. the name Palestine was a demeaning name the Romans gave to the land of Israel in order to delegitimize the Jewish people. The Romans renamed the land after the ancient enemies of the Jews known as the Philistines. And God says in Ezekiel thirty-seven twelve, behold, I will open up your graves and cause you to come out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. God doesn't call it Palestine. He calls it the land of Israel. So the regathering will be to the land known as Israel. Fact number 10, the land of Israel today is bearing fruit after centuries of desolation and barrenness, just like the Bible said in Ezekiel 36, 8 through 10, you, O mountains of Israel, you will put forth your branches and bear your fruit for my people Israel, for they will soon come. For behold, I am for you, and I will turn to you, and you will be cultivated and sown. Today in Israel, the Jewish people have planted hundreds of millions of trees. And those of you who have been to Israel, it's like you're up in the mountains of California and Lake Tahoe and the, and the high Sierras. All the mountains of Israel are covered forests of trees. In the Ottoman Empire, who ruled over Israel for 400 years, uh, you paid taxes based on how many trees you had in your property. So what did the people do uh, living in the Israel in those days? They tore down all their trees so they wouldn't have to pay tax on their land. When Mark Twain went to Israel in the late 1800s, he said, I could count the trees on one hand. It was a barren land filled with swamps and mosquitoes and malaria. But as the Jewish people began to return uh, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, one of the first thing they did is they made kibbutzim, uh, agricultural sectors in the land, began to plant uh, forests, trees, produce. Today, Israel is the number one exporter of tulips and roses in the world. God says that in those days that Israel will, uh, the desert will blossom like the rose. Uh, I was in Israel one time driving through the land and uh, I was out in the middle kind of, a, of a, an area and I looked out and there was a forest of palm trees and I drove in the middle of the forest and I walked through the forest and I said, you know, this is that which the Bible has talked about, that the desert would blossom like the palm trees. It also talks about figs. Israel is an exporter of figs in the world today. Uh, I was on an airplane not long ago coming from Israel and I was sitting next to an American scientist who deals with the reservoir water supply uh, in our country, the United States of America. And um, I said, you know, why, are you in, why were you in Israel? He said, because the Israelis, they have a state-of-the-art water irrigation system called the drip irrigation system, and that's how they water their produce in uh, dry, uh, arid areas. And he said the Israelis have perfected uh, building these reservoirs underground. And he said, it's, it's an, a scientific anomaly. We don't really know how they do it, 
but they have acres and acres and acres of reservoirs that they've built underground. They've also desalinated the Mediterranean Sea. And as a result of desalinating uh, that salt water, Israel today is an exporter of water in the Middle East. An amazing fact. And so God says all this is going to be happening, that Israel will blossom. The desert will blossom like a rose. That's an indisputable scientific fact that's happening today in the land of Israel. You can see that and say Bible prophecy is being fulfilled right before our eyes. Here's another fact. Fact 11, the Bible says that when Israel returns to the land in the last days, her neighbors will seek to destroy her. This is in Ezekiel 36, 2 through 5. Israel's enemies will appropriate my land for themselves as a possession with wholehearted joy and scorn of soul to drive Israel out as prey. And Israel's neighbors today, the Fatah in the West Bank, which is really called Judea and Samaria in the Bible, Hezbollah up in the Golan Heights, Hamas in the Gaza Strip, they refuse to recognize Israel's right to exist as a people and as a nation. Uh, Their motto is, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. What are they saying? We're going to drive Israel out of the land of promise. We're going to drive the Jews out of the land of Israel. Fact number 12, God will judge Israel's enemies who seek to divide the land. Joel 3, 1 and 2, Zechariah 12, 2 through 3, and Jeremiah 37. Here's what the scripture says. For behold, in those days and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Then I will enter into judgment with them there on behalf of my people and my inheritance Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and they have divided my land. Land. I was in Israel in 2005, and uh, people from the American uh, administration came over and said, uh, we're going to divide the land of Israel. We're going to give the Golan Heights and uh, all of the West Bank and the Gaza Strip uh, to the Palestinians. We're going to reject Israel and divide their land. Well, this happened. The Gaza Strip was divided and given uh, under American pressure uh, to the Palestinian people. And the last day of the operation to drive 10,000 Jews from the Gaza Strip was August 25th, 2005, at high noon. All Jews, by force of law, under American pressure, were driven from uh, the Gaza Strip, an area where they had uh, grown tulips and roses uh, for years and years and years. And at high noon, what's interesting, Katrina formed as a tropical depression uh, in the sea at the very exact time. And a few days later, I live here on the Gulf Coast, and a few days later, Katrina slammed into America and divided our nation, went straight up the, uh, the Mississippi River. It was the greatest natural disaster in American history. Billions and billions and billions of dollars in damage. Uh, we were there on the ground right in the uh, center where Katrina hit in um, Gulfport area of Mississippi. And it was amazing devastation. And I looked at that and I looked at the time this happened and I said, you know, I wonder if, is this just a coincidence or does it have anything to do with America forcefully dividing the land of Israel? And so God says that whoever divides my land, they'll be under my judgment. So 
This year, it's very important that you and I, we stand with our Jewish friends, with the state of Israel, and we look at this from the scriptures, and to reject the Jewish people is to reject the God of the Jews, because God says, I am the God of Israel. And so you can go to our website, israelteam.org, stand with us in this fight, especially on college campuses where we're seeing this terrible rise of anti-Israelism, anti-Semitism, and for a donation of $50 or more this month, we'll send you this new book just coming out, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of Anti-Semitism in America, and What We Can Do uh, to Stop It. We'll see you next week. Remember, this year, uh, 21 is your year of breakthrough.